A lot of the businesses of today will not be the business of the future because the single bottom line has caused a lot of issues that we're grappling with today. We see the long-term consequences that's had to things like the conflict of climate change and the, the uh, fossil fuel industry. They don't want to let go because they've got a lot of money and invest in the bottom line. But what gives me hope is younger people seem to have a lot more interest in those values beyond it's not just about the money. It's not about that. It's about the community. It's about society. It's about the planet and looking for companies that align to those values. Companies are absolutely going to need to be building those sustainable business models if they want to continue to, to survive and continue to just have the, the license to operate from, from stakeholders. Welcome to The Pool Podcast, the official podcast of the Pool College of Management at NC State University. This is a think and do conversation about the relationship between academics and industry. In each episode, we will share research and ideas from the classroom, from our incredible faculty, and explore how it's being translated into practice. I'm your host, Jenny Hammond, Chief Marketing and Communications Officer here in Pool College. Let's dive in. I'm so excited to dig into our topic today, but before we do that, let me introduce our two guests. Our first guest is Jessica Thomas, Assistant Professor of Practice and Director of the Business Sustainability Collaborative here in the Pool College of Management. Jessica has over 15 years of experience working domestically and internationally in sustainable enterprise, social innovation, and business development. Jessica previously was Managing Director of the Center for Sustainable Enterprise at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill's Keenan Flagler Business School and Program Director of that center's Business Accelerator for Sustainable Entrepreneurship. She also has held leadership roles at Duke University's Competition for Underserved and Resource-Poor Economies, or CURE, CFED, and an Economic Development Corporation in Durham, North Carolina, and new product development roles in educational toy and communications industries. Before focusing on academically sustainability programs, she held positions in engineering and new product development. Our next guest is Eric Henry. Eric's journey into sustainability started January 1st, 1994, the day NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, was enacted and he saw the business he started in the late 70s completely destroyed. He realized then there is more to a business than a bottom line and changed to run TS Designs based on a triple bottom line of people, planet, and profit. The vision of TS Designs is to make the highest quality printed apparel and a domestic, transparent, and trackable supply chain. TS Designs became the first certified B Corps in North Carolina. Current president of TS Designs, Eric got his start when he launched Creative Screen Designs in 1978 while attending North Carolina State University. Two years later, he and Tom Sineath merged companies to incorporate TS Designs. Jessica, let's start with you. As mentioned in your intro, among your many roles and responsibilities, one of them is the Director of the Business Sustainability Collaborative, or the BSC, here in Poole College. For those that are not familiar with this, do you mind providing us a 30,000-foot view of what it is? Absolutely, Jenny. So when I joined NC State Poole College a little over seven years ago, my goal was to build the leading 
academic institution focused on studying and teaching around business sustainability. And I believe we've done just that with BSC. We decided about five years ago to focus our work on studying B corporations. And you're gonna learn a lot more about B Corps over the course of this conversation. I like to think of them as really the leading edge of the sustainable business movement. Uh, businesses that are really innovating when it comes to social and environmental impact and really positively impacting stakeholders across the board. Um, and so we have built, I think, a really innovative forward-looking program that's preparing our students to use business as a force for good with that B Corp framework, with that B Corp model as, as a roadmap. Um, or as a guide for us to really educate and inspire our students to think about what does it mean to have a positive social impact. And so we are building um, innovative programs like the B Corp Clinic. Um, we're engaging with thought leaders and innovators like Eric Henry from TS Designs. Um, and we're doing cutting edge research that I think will really help inform uh, the business community as increasingly we're seeing a need uh, for businesses to focus not just on financial viability, but to also focus on social and environmental issues as well. Thank you, Jessica. I think that's helpful. So it's, it lays the foundation for the conversation for sure. Eric, I, I'm curious, we mentioned this in your intro, certainly the NAFTA agreement was uh, very influential in kind of how you've made decisions for your organization, but can you walk us through what, why you made some of those early decisions in your company's existence to invest in more than just the bottom line? Thank you, Jenny. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I actually started my business in 1978 when I was a student at NC State. So I just keep coming back to the, the best people, the best place that has been so important in my life and business. But yes, what happened when I started my business in 1978, things were a lot simpler. And I like to tell people today, there was no internet, there was no cell phones. We didn't have a fax machine. It was basically a corded phone and the mail. But anyway, I, I met my business partner, also an NC State graduate, Tom Sunny, uh, incorporated TS Designs. And we grew TS Designs to over 100 employees screen printing t-shirts for major brands, Tommy, Nike, Gap, Polo. The business was growing, great place to work. The banks loved us, loan us money. And then January 1, 1994, NAFTA was ratified. Within two years, all those brands have left this country and we laid off 80 of our 100 employees. Not because they didn't do a good job, not because anything controlled them, it's that the whole marketplace was upside down. We're in a textile community, Burlington, North Carolina. But it was that realization of seeing something you worked so hard for and did everything they told you, work hard, invest in your people, invest you know, in the community, and pretty much overnight was gone. So I realized then there's more to a business uh, than a bottom line. And uh, we got it introduced this idea of a triple bottom line, people, planet, profit. And when you talked about that in the mid-90s, boy, everybody got a glazed over look because, you know, business is about making money. Well, money is and profits are important, but I think we've come to realize as we fast forward today, a business solely focused on profits is probably not the business that we want to have long-term because of the factor of you're looking at one thing. So, and we just luckily fell into the B Corp community. I had some friends in the West Coast that incorporated, I guess, the, the year prior, and they knew what we were trying to do in North Carolina. I says, hey, you need to check this thing out. 
again, working with another NC State graduate, Sam Orr, that had left his company. I brought him on to do some work for TS Designs. And I said, Sam, I want to be a part of this. So he took the initial heavy lifting and working with another NC State intern to uh, get us through that first certification of B Corp. And that's more years than I can remember, but it's, it's been a great organization and um, super to be a part of it. Great. And I'm going to kind of flip these questions around for a second, but Eric, you were the first B Corporation in the state of North Carolina. So that's pretty impressive. For those that are not familiar with the process of becoming a B Corp, can you provide us some of those details of the process and how were you able to convince those that were around you invested in your company to kind of come on board with this idea? Well, and it, that was the thing, you know, they say uh, life and business is a lot of luck. And it was, it, I was just fortunate to hear about the B Corps. We joined early, you know, they have this uh, assessment tool and it's, it's constantly changing and evolving. I think when we first came on, there might've been 50 to 75 companies that were been part of this. So they have learned, they evolved. Uh, I like it because it continued to raise the bar. Now it's an every three-year assessment. But we were looking for a tool that had outside people looking at what we're doing because something gets so caught up in what you're doing, but how are you doing against some metrics and how are you doing? And, and then also bringing that community, those triple bottom line businesses together. And they listen to you. The thing I like about it too is, you know, they're having to, come up with assessment from a small textile company to a, a big service organization, law firm or something like that. So how do you, how do you make this tool work across all these different types of businesses out there? So it's just been a phenomenal community to be connected with. And you just learn so much about being involved with them. And now I think maybe Jessica knows better, you know, how many certified B Corps in North Carolina were 40 some or something like that. It's just a great community. Now we just got to get the the legislation changed when we become a benefit corporation. We've got one step to go. We've got over 50 certified. Oh, wow. Last time I checked. <laughs> well, so Jessica, I guess that leads me to ask you the question. In the clinic, you, I'm sure you get all sorts of ideas that come through and you get companies that want assistance in starting this process, or maybe they're halfway through the process and they're trying to get to the end. How do you determine which projects to take on or which companies to work with? Well, first, whenever Eric wants to work with the clinic, he's always <laughs> an open invitation. And certainly we have actually many alumni, many NC State alumni, innovators, entrepreneurs, and business leaders we've had a chance to work with, which has been fantastic. But for, for exactly the reason that Eric just described, so you know, the, the B impact assessment tool that he was describing, that's very adaptive, um, depending on the size and stage of your business. So you can be a startup uh, company or a major multinational from any industry, um, provides this really flexible, robust, comprehensive tool to help companies measure and quantify um, in a numeric fashion, their impact on their stakeholders. To what degree is this company providing a beneficial product or service to their customers? How is this company engaging and serving the community in which they operate? How is this company managing their environmental impact, providing a positive, safe, constructive work environment for their employees, um, and putting in place good governance, transparency, accountability, standards are so really looking across a company's business model. Um, and for that reason, you know, we really can work with any, you know, any business, any industry, any stage 
Um, and it really provides the students working on these practicum projects with a very um, robust and engaging and real hands-on opportunity to work with companies driving impact. And so what we are really looking for, and we think of the clinic less as a program to help companies certify and more as a program to help companies improve their impact. And so the assessment measures companies anywhere from zero to 200 plus on this scale. And if you meet the standard of 80 or above, you can become a certified B Corporation. But we work with companies starting you know, at just zero or a few points. We work with them anywhere across that spectrum, including companies like TS Designs, which is going through the recertification process right now, and companies that are continuing to improve their impact even once they've become certified or recertifying. I think it's really a focus on continuous improvement and companies continuing to strengthen their impact. So we're always looking for you know, companies at different stages, companies um, that are um, you know, at different stages from startup to multinationals, different stages across that impact spectrum, um, and really companies that are invested in using their business model to create positive social and environmental change and companies that want to work with our students who see the value of not just you know, creating an opportunity for students to, you know, to drive impact, but see the value of, of this uh, program as an educational tool uh, for our students to help prepare that next generation of leaders to use business as a force for good. And as I mentioned, we're always looking for uh, NC State alumni to work with. That's always a, always a bonus. Jenny, I like to add to what Jessica was saying, because I've been to well, first of all, we are so fortunate to have what she has put together at NC State because going through this assessment thing, it is a lot of work. And matter of fact, the last, so it would have been, I guess, three years ago when we were going through it, we were struggling. This is, you know, as our normal business to, because it's a commitment to time and it's tough for a small business to have somebody can just jump in and do it. Jessica helped us out the last minute and introduced us to a PhD student, I believe master PhD student that got us through that finish line. And I think before you jumped on the call today, we're talking about, I don't know what we would have done without what Jessica's put together at NC State because COVID has really impacted our business, impacted our staff, impacted our attention. And it's what she offers so important for those small businesses, because yes, we want the big players, the Ben and Jerry's ice cream, the Patagon, it's great to have them, but we want to make sure we have a ramp for those small businesses. And I could see without what she does at NC State, it could be very intimidating for small businesses that want to take this on because you're just not going to have the bandwidth. You're not going to have the personnel. So, and then you put COVID on top of that. I remember when I reached out to her back in the fall and says, when I heard the thing, I said, we got to be a part of this. You know, we're committed to B Corp. We've got our reassessments coming on. And I am so fortunate that we're in a state that has her and the university that supports this. And how many years you've been doing this now? So we are wrapping up our 12th semester. So our wow. sixth year of the B Corp clinic. <laughs> well, it's it's been a, a great, great resource in now what we've gone through it's even a more valuable resource so thank you thank you so much absolutely let me ask you both this question and, and feel free either one to jump in it's actually a two-part question so the first would be 
have you had experiences, Jessica, for companies that come to you and maybe Eric, maybe you've experienced this yourself that they look at this process and they go, this is, this sounds great, but there's just, there's just too much work that's involved to get us there. It's just too much work to do it. Then I guess the other part of that question is I understand Eric, as you kind of talked through why you did it intrinsically, why it was important for you, but what benefit is it for the consumer? If they're working with a company, why is it important to buy or do business with a company that is a B Corp? I think, you know, when a company, you know, comes to us, it's exactly that kind of benefit that we can provide. And Eric started to talk about this. The assessment is a very rigorous process. And as, as Eric mentioned, it gets, you know, with each new iteration, every three, three years gets more comprehensive and more rigorous. And it is designed to be rigorous intentionally, right? It is designed to be thorough and comprehensive. And so that is exactly the benefit that we can provide to companies is to connect them with a team of typically four to five MBA and MAC students who are taking a class to so the B Corp clinic. It's been through a number of different iterations. Initially, it was a co-curricular program where students didn't receive credit. We actually had students from across the university participating in the program. Now it's part of, it's embedded in an MBA sustainable business strategy course that I take. So students are doing readings, right, around innovative sustainable business strategies. They're hearing from leading practitioners through guest lectures. And then they're putting what they're learning in the classroom into practice through these practicum projects in the clinic. And so companies get access to really, you know, outstanding graduate students who are becoming experts in sustainable business strategy. So really rapidly expanding their capacity. Students are doing everything from looking at best practices, you know, doing competitive analysis, um, drafting up policies, um, you know, conducting surveys. And so it really adds just a whole new dimension of capacity expertise um, to help companies walk through and progress through that rigorous assessment. And I'll say one of the most important benefits of participating in the clinic is really outside of the university, and that is the global B Corp community itself. That's companies like TS Designs, the 50 right, plus certified B Corporations in North Carolina, the 3,800 plus certified B Corporations in over 60 countries around the world who all are deeply invested in supporting and building this B Corp community. And so I think this is so different from any other, if you look at kind of projects by functional area, you're not gonna be able to go to, you know, uh, you know necessarily to another company that's wrestling with the, the same supply chain challenges or the same marketing challenges and ask them, hey, can you share with me your best practices? Or you, can you share with me, right, your supplier diversity policy? Or can you talk with me more about how you're engaging with your community? But that is exactly, right, what the B Corp community does. And Eric has been involved in the B Corp uh, clinic since the very beginning as one of our North Carolina B Corp leaders. And so our, our students in the program oftentimes will reach out to other North Carolina B Corps. And if they need to go beyond the states, ask for advice, expertise, support resources from that global community. And I think that's something that's really a powerful part of the clinic is helping those aspiring B Corps wherever they are, 
uh, on that impact spectrum to connect with that global community, in addition to providing them with some students who are really passionate, talented, and hungry for that real world opportunity to drive impact. And so I might hand it over to you, Eric, to take on the, the consumer question then. For sure. And I think now that we're coming out of COVID, I think COVID is a, is a wake up call to the weakness of a global supply chain that we've all come accustomed to. And how do we build those more resilient uh, businesses for the future? And I definitely see this working with younger people, people that are interested not only in the product, but where it's made and who made it. And I have more conversations in regards to resiliency or sustainability, even more now since COVID, because we saw how really destroyed the global economy. And so I like to say a lot of the businesses of today will not be the business of the future because the single bottom line has caused a lot of the issues that we're grappling with today. When you've got a, a company that's solely focused on their bottom line, i.e. the marketplace, we see the long-term consequences that's had to things like the conflict of climate change and the, the uh, fossil fuel industry. They don't want to let go because they've got a lot of money and invest in the bottom line. But what gives me hope is younger people seem to have a lot more interest in those values beyond it's not just about the money. I grew up in the generation, it was the money, it was a house, it was a car, it was the stuff. I think as we, I get older, and I see with younger people here, it's not about that. It's about the community. It's about society. It's about the planet and looking for companies that align to those values. So that's why we've seen an explosion with B Corps. That's why, Jess, the numbers are, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing, the, the growth. And it's still, it's still small, but it is growing rapidly. And again, what I said, or I think as we come out of COVID and people look around, what is it we want to build back? And what do we want to have in our community? And it's those values that B Corps bring to the table. I would dare say too, I think you can be on either side of the fence on this one, right? Whether you love social media, you hate social media. I think one of the benefits of it is that people are brutally truthful in the experiences that they have with companies today. And so you are finding more of this allegiance towards brands that are doing things transparently, honestly. And yeah, Eric, I think you're absolutely spot on. I think those are the companies that will continue to thrive and the ones that don't share their value systems and show the transparency in what they're doing, I think will struggle definitely in the future. Shifting gears a little towards kind of a COVID mindset. In the last 12 months of the pandemic, we've seen a significant interest in buying local and or buying USA made products. In your opinion, do you think this will stick after the pandemic? I'm hoping so. Uh, I think having going through watch a business destroyed by NAFTA and then what happened with COVID, the difference between NAFTA and COVID, COVID's impacted all of us. We've had people that have gotten sick. We probably know people that passed away. It's impacted you know, loss of jobs. So it's had a much more widespread impact than NAFTA did. So I'm hoping that people, when you show them models that are local and transparent and connected, and again, we came through that, uh, unlike a lot of people didn't come through it because they were connected to that global supply chain. So, you know, we're very fortunate too, being in the Carolinas and somebody from the, the uh, apparel industry, we can grow, process and manufacture right here. 
we don't have to run around the world. We can do it right here. We can create jobs here. We can create wealth here. We can create apparel here, right here in the Carolinas. So I think COVID allowed me to have a lot more conversations, what we call reshoring with a lot more people. I've had a lot more big brands that have contacted me than maybe would not have contacted me before COVID because they relying on that supply chain of, of cheap and that quickly went away with COVID. So, um, I hope our memory is not too short and uh, we learn from that. And again, I think that's what B Corps can do is they're kind of that um, support to the system that you're bringing values that align very well with local and domestic manufacturing that will help shore that up. And time will tell, but you know, we have an opportunity to build back the economy two ways, either a new way that's, that's more equitable and sustainable and resilient or we can go back to what we had and and end up seeing the problems that we had with this last one. Yeah, Jessica, any insight on that from your perspective? I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, one of the, the greatest challenges that will face businesses as we continue to emerge from COVID is really the ability for companies to be able to really clearly demonstrate and articulate their commitment to positive impact, right? Their commitment to building, as Eric said, a more sustainable, resilient, right? And equitable economy. And I think that's one of the things that's really exciting about B corporations to your point earlier, Jenny, about social media and transparency. I think increasingly we are seeing not just consumers, right? Expect businesses um, to have a positive impact, but as we are preparing the next generation of leaders, we see increasingly expectation, right, from future workers, future business leaders, future entrepreneurs, or even some of our students are current entrepreneurs, that they will go work at or that they will build businesses um, that, are, that are not focused on this extractive business model, right, that we've seen where we extract natural resources and we pollute the environment and maybe pay, you know, uh, you know, a fraction of the actual cost that's associated with managing those environmental impacts or where we extract labor, right, from across the supply chain and don't really put into place working conditions and policies that support and nurture, right, our workforce. And I think um, you know, we figured out how to extract, you know, financial value from that extractive business model. And the challenge is really how can we, you know, in an innovative way, really build and transform business models in a way that we can actually quantify, right, that positive impact and demonstrate that impact to customers, to employees, to investors, Right. And I think that's a, such an important piece of the puzzle here is really, you know, the investment community. And I think we're seeing increasingly research that demonstrates that there is actually a connection between building a sustainable business model and a, and a business model that can generate really strong financial returns, not just on a quarterly, you know, quarter by quarter basis, but over the medium and over the long term. And as we see companies, right, faced with climate change risk, water, right, energy related risk, risks related to labor and human rights issues, risks related to issues related to, you know, racial disparity and systemic racism, companies are absolutely going to need um, to be building those 
sustainable business models if they want to continue to, to survive and continue to just have the, the license to operate from, from stakeholders. There are some challenges ahead, but that's exactly the work that we're doing right here at NC State in Poole College is preparing those future business leaders and working with business innovators like uh, Eric and like TS Designs to really be able to help them continue to strengthen their impact and share that model and share that, that path uh, to impact. So Eric, this is a, uh, it's a little bit more of an entrepreneurship question, but okay. I'm curious, how do you determine what your next ventures will be? Do you base it off of a passion, a gut feeling, or what will yield the most return on your investment? What's the decision process like for you when you're thinking about what's the next big thing for TS Designs? Oh, Jenny, I, what I like to say, and it's really not with anything that, that TS Designs is faced with, it could be a, a new venture, it could be a new product, it could be a new service, it could be a, a new chemical or something like that. But everything, and this goes back to, you know, being in the game a long time, and this is, came from pre-B Corp time, is everything has to answer to the three Ps. Yes, the profit's the, the first and easy ones because you're going to pay X and you know it's going to cost, and that's an easy one. But what's the impact of people and what's the impact of planet? And it's so built into our DNA that everybody knows it's got to go through those three hoops. And it's not equal. It's not balanced. I like to give the example years ago. I think it was 2000, uh, maybe nine or something like that. We put one of the first solar rays, um, I know in Alamance County, and I made a statement about, yeah, it was 2008. So, yeah, made a statement about we want to do one array a year. And about nine years, we will be energy independent when it comes to thermal electricity. We had this plan mapped out. Well, knowing anything about history, in 2009, we hit a recession. Well, TS Designs could not afford to continue to put those solar rays on the roof because we good. The planet would like it. We need to do it. But the bottom line would not make it, and we would have gone out of business. So it, it's not equal but they always have a say of the three piece. What's the impact? We've been doing this for so long. It was having that destruction of NAFTA to our business. It's got us looking through that triple bottom line lens for all our decisions that we, that we are faced with, you know, every day or even long-term planning. I love how you, you articulated it by saying it's in your DNA. It's just what you do. Period. Yes. And I'd like to think that as we all slowly, slowly crawl out of this pandemic environment that we've been in, that even the largest, most Goliath type of organizations will take a hard look at what that DNA is for them and peel back and hopefully realize what it is that's most important and what they value and not, not only their core values, but their people. Maybe I'm a little optimistic in that. But I'd like to think that most companies have learned probably some very difficult lessons in the last 12 months that their way of doing business is not necessarily the way that they can continue to do business in the future. So it'll mm -hmm. be really interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Jessica, I'm curious to hear from you. Are you probably going to have a, a nice, um, healthy bounty of inquiries in the next several months? But what's next for the BSC and Pool College for the next twelve to eighteen months? What is what is part of that master plan for you, and where do you want to see it going? 
So we have realized in recent years that we are not the only academic institution that's interested in studying B Corps and teaching about B Corps and engaging with B Corps. And so um, actually for the last few years, um, one of the major initiatives that I've been involved with as part of my work with the BSC is actually building a global community of academics who have this shared interest. Um, and so we've recently formalized an independent 501c3 um, called B Academics. Um, and so I have the good fortune to serve as the president and board chair of B Academics. And we have now, um, just in the last few years, built a network of over 2,000 educators, researchers, K through 12, um, through college, university, lifelong learning, um, really educators uh, you know, across the, the spectrum who have this shared interest um, and really see B Corps and the B Impact Assessment and the B Corp movement as a really powerful um, tool um, and a really powerful community to engage and inspire. Um, our students. And so as we're looking towards the future, um, it will be, you know, a lot about continuing to build our, you know, our, our B Corp clinic. Um, actually, some of the work we've been doing recently has been focused on um, replicating that clinic. So working with peer academic institutions across the country to help support them in building their own versions of the B Corp clinic. Um, and through B Academics, we've been very much focused on exactly that idea of sharing best practices with um, fellow academics really around the world, identifying opportunities for collaborative research and really engaging with the B Corp community at a global level. So um, we'll continue uh, our work. Uh, I really think of NC State and Poole College as the leading academic institution in the world um, when it comes to studying and teaching about and engaging with B Corps. And so I think we'll continue our work um, leading that academic arm of the B Corp movement uh, and continue to expand, scale, and build our programs here at NC State, but while also really supporting this growing and very engaged global community of like-minded academics. Well, I thank you both for um, joining us today. I want to leave on one final question. It's kind of my typical question for the podcast. And Eric, you should know this because you're an NC State alum, but the, the tagline for NC State is think and do. Um, and we'd like to think that we live that pretty strongly in Poole College. The practicum experience with um, BSC certainly lives to that as well. But individually, in your own roles, how would you say that you live out that think and do mantra every day? One thing I, when I have an opportunity to talk to, to students and that says, you know, believe it or not, we personally have the biggest impact to create the world that we want. And it starts with being aware. And I says, every day you're out there engaging in society. You're, you're buying, you know, something to drink. You're buying uh, gasoline. You're, you're, you're engaging in commerce and still in our commerce system is still kind of driven by that bottom line. We know how much it costs because we got to get our debit card out or our phone out or something like that. But just ask every day what goes to my head, what is the social environmental impact that I'm making when I eat that hamburger at Wendy's and I shouldn't be eating it there for all the reasons or when I do my, you know, just if you just ask that question every day, what is the social environmental impact that you're, you're having, you'll become more connected to your community, you'll become more aware of your community, 
and you'll have a more positive impact. And again, that's that kind of for me goes again back to the NAFTA days. And I'm just kind of every day I'm looking at what can I do to have a positive impact as I'm engaged. And it's not a perfect world. We're going to, you know, I am going to end up at Wendy's every once in a while <laughs> and I am going to end up with a, maybe a Coke in my hand. But at least when I do that, I'm aware of what's going on. I just don't blind go through it. And uh, because that's the only way I really like it when I have opportunity to talk to uh, college students is, believe it or not, you are more powerful in this world than you think you are by the decisions that you make every day. Oh, that was great. That's going to be hard to beat. No, I'm going to build. I am going to build off what Eric just said. And for the do part, I would go one step further than what Eric is suggesting and encourage everyone who's listening to this podcast to look for that B Corp certification, right? When you are out there, whether it's, you know, we've got a law firm, the Forest Firm, right, in North Carolina, that's a certified B Corp law firm, or, um, Eric, you can go to Bull City Burger and Brewery in Durham, which is a certified right B Corp in Durham. Right. Um, look for that B Corp certification when you're shopping online, when you're in the grocery store. There are now almost 4,000 certified B Corps out there in every industry, every sector. And in fact, I did, this is a little while ago, but I did an Instagram series called hashtag B Corp challenge, where I tried to see how many B Corp products I could use in one day. And I got up to 50. I took a picture wow. of everyone. So whether it was shopping at Ver and Vogue, a certified B Corp, or I write novels and I use Lulu Press, which is a certified B Corp publishing company. So I documented 50 different B Corps, right? Um, that I either services or products that I use that day. So I encourage exactly as Eric was saying, but use your consumer dollars, the power of those dollars and use those in a thoughtful way. And I think that B Corp certification is an incredibly powerful symbol to really clearly communicate you're investing in a company that has really truly embedded positive impact into the DNA of their company. Uh, and so I would absolutely echo and, and go one step further on um, Eric's recommendation. And then on the think side, I, I'll kind of share um, an exciting recent update about the work that we're doing around BSC uh, in BSC in really shaping the B Corp movement. And that's that I've recently, recently been asked to join the B Lab Standards Advisory Council. And so this is an international um, body, so independent of B-Lab, the Standards Development Organization, but a uh, interdisciplinary body, there, there are I think 12 of us, responsible for shaping and advising the future of the B Corp standards. And so I'm really excited to bring the expertise that we have here at NC State, that think part, right, to really informing um, the next generation of B Corp standards. And so I think there's an incredible opportunity for us to play in that thought leadership as we um, really continue our work in growing and developing this movement. Well, thank you. Good job, Jessica. I know. Wow, well, thank, thank you. Crushed thank it. you both. Because I, I have to say, I, I truly believe both of you, you know, sometimes we throw it around in a cheesy way, but I do believe that both of you are thinking and doing every day and the work that you're doing. So thank you so much. And thank you again for spending some time today on the pool podcast. Eric, I wish you all the best as you continue to um, grow TS Designs. 
And Jessica, we look forward to all the, the things that you're going to be doing in the future and your many appointments and growing the BSC. So thank you so much for your time. We couldn't do it without NC State. Thanks for all what you do for our state, for our education. I mean, it's you're such a unbelievable asset that our business would not be where it is today if it wasn't for the folks at NC State. So I do appreciate the opportunity and, and working with the great folks like the two of you. And let me just say, I hope Jenny, now you, and I think everybody on this podcast can understand when you asked me, who would I most like to have a conversation with around this topic? Now you know why I said first person, absolutely Eric Henry with TS Design. Thank you. Such an incredible example of the impact of our alumni. So thank you, Eric, for representing. <laughs> and always- Thank you, Jessica. Always a pleasure. All right. Well, thank you to everyone for listening today. For more information on the Poole College of Management at NC State, visit pool.ncsu.edu or follow along on social media where we're at NC State Pool. You can learn more about both Jessica and Eric by following them on LinkedIn. You can also learn more about the Business Sustainability Collaborative here in Poole College at bsc.pool.ncsu.edu. And if you like this show, be sure to subscribe and leave this a rating and review. This podcast is a production of Airfluence. I'm Jenny Hammond, and we'll see you next time on The Pool Podcast.